Hey, and welcome to another episode of Shop Talk. If my math is right, and I believe it is, this is episode four. Cuatro. That's four. In Spanish. (laughs) Okay. We are now a multilingual podcast. Welcome back, uh, Vinny. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Well, it, it appears that Vinny had fun last week, and he begged, pleaded, and borrowed our... We just said, hey, if you want to come, come, and he showed up. So. I actually never, I've been sleeping on the futon for a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never left. <laughs> My wife was wondering what's going on, but he, he's here for another episode. So welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm glad you could join us again. Me too. Thank you. I'm saying that now. I may be saying something different at the end. Uh, yeah, I, but I'm going to have to go to sleep soon, so. Yeah, okay. I need uh, my futon. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, welcome back. As, as always. Glad to be here. You're here. Um, so, really enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, I thought it, it, it really solidified a lot of things for me and allowed me to externalize or, or vocalize reasons I write. And, and it reaffirmed what I, what I guess I always knew. I really like it and it's fun. So, I appreciate you guys being available last week to share that. Um, it was a good time. I really thank you. And I hope everyone had a good week of writing this past week. I know I did. Didn't break anything. Didn't fall down. So it's all, it's been a good week out there on the bike. So that's good. I uh, really enjoyed that. Which got me thinking, because um, we talked about things that we've done. And one of the things that Jonathan and I were first talking about when we started putting this podcast down on paper was uh, let's talk about some experiences and trips and things that we've done. And Jonathan and I's trip and experiences started with, I'm at work one day and he says, I think I'm going to get into backpacking. And I said, well, I can help you with that because I used to teach backpacking and worked at REI and pretty prolific backpacker myself. And I don't know if you believe me, um, but we ended up doing a trip and we really bonded and had had a really good time on that trip and have since done other trips and we've backpacked and we've suffered and we've looked for hope and we've we've climbed unmiserable amount of vertical feet and we don't know why. But I'm going to go back to a trip since Vinny joined us this week that we all three did. J-Tree! J-Tree! So yeah, uh, you know you know it. We talked about it in the rundown. So we're going to talk about Joshua Tree and... It may segue into some national parks and some other things, but uh, Joshua Tree and the experience that three of us had when we decided to go as a trip, uh, the three of us. Because how things sort of happen at work, and this is a, another reason that, that it's called shop talk, we, we talk at work. So Vinny's working with us, and he's hearing me and Jonathan talk about our, our experiences and our trips and how much fun we had on a backpacking trip or something we did. And Vinny, not being shy, says, well, the next time y'all do something, let me know. And I'm like, okay, we will. I invited myself. Yeah, well, no, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's what you have to do. Yeah. And I'm, I do the same thing. So I don't, I, if, if yeah. there's something I want to do and I hear you talking about it, hey, so when are we going? Uh, no, it's just me and the wife. Oh, yeah, but I know, but it sounds fun. So can mm-hmm. I go too? Um no, so I that 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 I don't think you invited yourself. You're I, no, just, I you, did. I was jealous. Okay, well, 
you know, you have every right to be because we've had fun. I know. And and now you know because you did a trip with us. That's right. And we had fun, except for that that little for swore way that we actually tried to do mountain biking. But looking back, and I know Jonathan will disagree, it it, it was it was still fun. Yeah, there were there were a few parts where I was a little worried. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It, it, mountain see, biking was one see, of them. Remember. Like we talked about from the first episode, you will always remember the, the miserable crap, the yeah. miserable parts of yeah. the adventure. One hundred percent. Right. And, yep. and and you know, even when we were cussing it and saying this is no fun, I'm thinking, Yeah, no, it's kinda of fun. Mm-hmm. And we were looking for booters. <laughs> That's right. You remember that? Booters. <laughs> the search oh my for gosh, booters. That was the word. Of I don't even the know weekend. where that word came from or why. I, we believe, were I believe it was you. You're going to need know, to explain. I don't know booters, where I. By the way. At some point during the day. Right episode. now, you need to explain it. Yeah, you do. Well, you you should. already threw the word out. I don't know what it is. A, a jump. It's a, a jump. Hit, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, something that boots your bike up in the air, yep. boots you in the air. So, Jeff, ultimately, every time we were um, just driving past any type of, of, of incline terrain, something that he could envision himself jumping off of with his bike, he would yell out, Booter, Booter. Yeah, looking for Booters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Hooters. No, no. Booters. Uh, booters. It's a different, different type of trip. We were looking yeah. for, yeah. look, looking for yeah. booters. And it was a family trip that we were on. It yeah. was a family yeah. trip, but yeah. looking for booters. Booters. So going back to Vinny inviting himself, which, I mean, he, it is what he did. I yeah, mean, they, I they, did it. I'm, you, I'm not shy about it. No, no. I mean, you brought it out there. So Jonathan and I are talking about one of our backpacking trips, and it was a suffer fest. I'm not going to lie to you. It it 5,000 feet of vertical gain in like four and a half miles. So Mount Baldy. You do the math. That's mm-hmm. more than 1,000 feet per mile. That's pretty straight up, by the way. Mm-hmm. And and I told Jonathan when we first started backpacking, and you can ask anybody that's ever backpacked with me on the rescue team and other trips, I overpack. I carry more things that are needed, and my pack is always 10 pounds too heavy. 20 years later, I haven't learned. I'm still overpacking and my pack is 20 pounds too heavy but over a thousand feet a mile you that you're it's a suffer fest however we had fun it was a good time it was fun it was yeah Yeah, we had fun so we're back at work we're talking about our trip and what our next adventure is going to be and as Vinny so eloquently put it he invited himself along for the next trip when did we go again to joshua tree november it was november october it was october October. Yeah, because we did Baldy in November. Mm-hmm. October, it's, it's November. On, it's on my phone. I can look it up. Got it. At so the therefore, pictures. we did Idlewild. Uh, the year before our first trip was Mount uh, uh, San Jacinto. Got it. Three-day trip, uh-huh. part of the PCT. We did that in October. And then we were talking about doing another trip, and we had things planned. No, we we did Baldy first. Yeah. Yeah. So we we did Baldy, and Baldy was almost a year to the day that but we. That's did, how we were still talking about it. We did Baldy a year, almost a year to the weekend that we did San Antonio, Got your it. first trip, and then we talked about what our next adventure was going to be, and I wanted to do a snow trip, and we we 
seriously for about 30 seconds talked about doing a snow trip. Right, that I swore that I was probably going to die. Yeah, and then the actual... Gorgonio in the snow. The actual fear of death and uh, uh, frostbite and being buried in an avalanche became very real in Jonathan's head, so we didn't... We didn't plan to do the snow trip. And that's how Joshua Tree evolved. So we started talking about, well, we can. why don't we do a trip to Joshua Tree? And then he overheard and us. somebody and, decided to invite himself. Yeah. 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 Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Without him, we wouldn't have anybody to talk to on the radio. I mean. That's true. That's true. I mean, if you think, right. if we put it in simple terms. That is true. <laughs> I, had the, I had the poop shovel. Yeah, you did. Yeah. 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 We'll get into that. <laughs> So we decided to go to Joshua Tree, and uh, we took our bikes out. We did. Yeah, yeah. We took the FJ, which you know we know how capable it is. Oh yeah. Well, we went out. What? Uh, so it was a Friday Saturday trip, right? Thursday. Yeah. I think we left Thursday. No, we night. left Thursday night. Yep. Yeah. After work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We, we got a late start. We left. We ended up leaving at like ten. At ten. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You actually came over to the house to was that? Didn't you come over to the house to help me? Lift up the 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 dryer. Yeah, that's right. You tried to you bought a new dryer and we had to get that thing a upstairs. Second story that freaking sucked. So that's right. a whole nother podcast, by the way. Yeah, so we'll save that. Right, part. but that was the night, and then you came over. We ended up uh, caravanning mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and not only that, did we get a, we got a late start from your house, but correct. Somebody left their camera at home. Oh, causing us to backtrack. We have yep. I don't that know. added 18 minutes. Uh, I, again, I can't point because no one can see what we're doing, but right. it's, his name's Jeff. and Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't think we ended up leaving until 10, <laughs> 10.30 that night right? because we got into Joshua Tree at like 1. No, no, no. We got to Joshua Tree like a little after midnight, right. but we couldn't find a spot until like after 1 a.m. But did we really find a spot ever? No. <laughs> That night. Okay, so there needs to be a little backstory on leading up to finding a spot. And this is where that I come in. I hyped up Joshua Tree. It's like, we need to go to Joshua Tree. We can climb. The camping there is fun. We show up. It's first come, first serve. We get a spot. It'll be great. Little did I know that since I'm no longer rock climbing and haven't been to Joshua Tree in a couple of years, we'll just be polite and say a couple of years that the campground that i've always went to that you could always find a campsite at jumbo rocks had become a pay-to-play campground unbeknownst to me didn't know that didn't even think to look it up it's like yeah joshua tree jumbo rocks you can always get a campsite at jumbo rocks so i didn't hesitate i wasn't worried about leaving at 10 30 yeah this was my first experience at joshua tree yeah so i was totally depending on you because you like had it all painted out so i'm like sweet yeah. i don't have to research this at all yeah uh-huh. i'll just go yeah totally in the same boat I, but the last time i was there was i was a kid that was totally different yeah i jeff so was the absolute failure of the trip is all my fault is that what i'm to understand i mean uh, i did look to you like a dad uh, <laughs> yeah you're my mentor yeah and you let us down <laughs> yeah oh well we're going back <laughs> <laughs> so we go there with this preconceived notion that it's like it was five years ago. We show up at a Thursday night at Jumbo Rocks. We'll be able to get a spot, pitch a tent. From there, we can rock climb if we decide to. We have 
biking, which was kind of our our agenda. We wanted a bike ride, mm-hmm. so we but were. But you also brought all your your rock climbing. Yeah, stuff I brought all my rock climbing for, stuff so that we could try to so, do that. Yeah, it was like you'd throw up a top rope somewhere and um, you know rock climb. So we drove around. There's something like a sign and a gate and a barricade and all these things that probably should have let us know that, hey, there might not be a spot here. But it said, you know, reservation only. And then we started doing research. We're reading um, with little to no cell service and come to find out that three to four campgrounds that I grew up or that I camped at all the time are now pay to play reservation only six months in advance. Now, when you were going, it was um, it was only a national monument, right? It wasn't a national park yet. Yeah. When I First came out here in 94. Uh, I started rock climbing in, in Tennessee, working there at, at the base. And we were rock climbing. We actually did a couple of trips. And when I was, found out I was being stationed in, back to uh, back in El Toro in California, everyone says, oh, you got to go to Joshua Tree, Joshua Tree. It's the Mecca. So I started doing research. And lo and behold, it is the Mecca of rock climbing. Uh, so in 94, it was a national monument paid $5 to get in and your $5 was good for 14 days and you show up in the camp. Nice. No RVs, mm-hmm. n- no tent campers, Volkswagen buses, uh, Subaru Foresters or Outbacks and everyone literally camped in a tent. And when you got there at 10 o'clock or one o'clock at night and you got your campsite, you looked around, there's four other campfires going on people retelling the stories of the trips or the adventures they just had that day. You walk over with your beers. Next thing you know, it's four o'clock in the morning and you've just made three campsites of friends. That's pretty cool. You know, and then you get a couple hours of sleep, get up, fry some bacon, make some pancakes. Those guys are going somewhere else. And if you want to piggyback with them, then you go with them or the group I was with, you know, I was leading and doing some other things with guys. So I would take them to another spot. We climb and camp eat eat everything bagels come back and what was so cool about it is like you could leave your your tent set up you can leave climbing gear out your sleeping bags and valuables inside your tent food beer alcohol on the on the table the picnic table in your car there go ride with somebody else come back nobody mess with your stuff mm-hmm. everybody had that code everyone was there to climb everyone was there for the exact same reason you were there and you didn't worry about, you know, anybody jacking with your stuff. Mm-hmm. And you met some really cool people. Some of my best memories of that is meeting a narcotics detective from Berlin and a paint engineer for BMW. They were a couple um, on a six-week holiday. And they're traveling and they're spending two weeks in Joshua Tree, camped right beside us. So we camping and climbing and hanging out with those guys who are partying. We run into some other people from Europe. And next thing you know, it's this whole international conglomeration. And I'm teaching them how to, how to roast marshmallows. And they're teaching me things in German, you know? So it's just like, Hey, where are you guys climbing tomorrow? And they, you'd show them in the guidebook and oh, we'll try that. And maybe, maybe we'll meet up for lunch and we'll do something in the afternoon. Wow. You know, and this was all showing up at 10 o'clock on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So this is the memory that I have in my head. Granted, and I've been going since '94 and up to about 2000 and a little past. When, when did when did it become a national park or something? '94, uh, like '96, 
but the but the reservation thing that just happened oh that's recent that that just happened like Like, when we went in october that was like last year so it just happened in february of the year or or may of that Mm -hmm. year that we went so they must have been feeling the pinch of uh, so many people yeah and some of the things that when it became a national park and you know good bad or indifferent you know i'm i i love national parks my two favorite, or uh, I probably have five favorite. I, I love the Grand Canyon. I could go to the Grand Canyon every weekend. No exaggeration. Could go there every weekend. Love it. It's great. Just fun time. Joshua Tree. Could go there every weekend. And for eight years, I, I did. I was there every weekend. It was great. Loved it. I love pretty much every national park in Utah. Mm-hmm. Zion, Arches, uh, Moab. Moab. That's the trip. That's the trip we got to really? do. Uh, yeah, I haven't been there. That we, is the trip. We, we do need to do that. That's the trip we got to do. And that's a wives, family, everyone goes and we're there. We're mountain biking. We're hanging out at the campfire and we're camping in, at Arches. Mm-hmm. Arches is, is just a beautiful camp, uh, national park. So I love national parks and I love going to them. So it's always been kind of like my thing. So I totally enjoy it. And so did that person. Did yeah. You hear him? He was yeah. super happy about that. Um I totally lost my train of thought. But um, the thing that changed once it became a national park vice a monument, the prices went up. And now that it's a national park, it's a little more on RVs radar or people who camp and travel national park and RVs and campers. So it became a national park. They paved roads that weren't paved. They made campsites and campgrounds bigger, you know, and, and more money. I thought it looked nice. I mean, I was surprised at the roads and, and I mean, the setup of the, uh, of the campgrounds and stuff like, okay, this is, this is legit. I mean, it's not just, you know, um, whatever, a piece of dirt, you know? Yeah. No, the campsite, the campsites have always been good, you know? So with the increase in fee and becoming a national park, you know, they get more protections and more things going on. And it also more visitors. Mm. So one thing that started that you noticed, like, and we still kept going every week and you buy your yearly pass and you'd go and you would say, you know, there's this campground, you know, Hidden Valley that was predominantly camp climbers. Everyone that camped there was in a tent. Well, first thing you start noticing is there's RVs or, you know, this class C's at, at, at Hidden Valley. And then you start to see the RVs at Ryan's and then you go out to, you go out to Jumbo Rocks and there's RVs out there, you know, not, not a lot. You start to see them and it's like, now you have to kind of look for a spot. If you show up on a Thursday night, you know, you need to leave, need to be at the park by 10. Well, hold up. What, what do you got against RVs? I don't No, no, nothing against RVs. <laughs> I'm just saying is that from, you start to notice from some, a place you used to go where there were no RVs and it was more of a climbing culture, more of a dirt bag culture, more of a, you know, I'm not driving a $350,000 pusher to Joshua Tree. I'm in a beat up 77 uh, Subaru Forester and, and wearing Patagonia gear and a, and a mountaineering tent that's probably 10 years old. And my climbing gear is trusty, you know, and, and it's just, it was a different type of people. Nothing against RVs. It's just like, one weekend we went to Joshua Tree and we got there late. We tried going to Saturday, couldn't get a sand site. So we came back to camp at Paris by the lake. <laughs> well, boat, boat people are totally different than RV people. 
I mean, it's it's just a louder, rowdier group, you know, kind of different. The mindset of what they're there for is different. Whereas when we used to go to Joshua Tree, we were there to climb. And we spent eight hours a day climbing or more. You know, you get up, you eat breakfast. So what you're saying is that an RV person typically is not a climber. Is going to be more of a... I don't know what's what word are you gonna use? It, it, a tourist? I mean, what, I would say more seer? touristy. Yeah. It became like, hey, now it's a national park. We need to visit it, get the passport stamped, and then we move on. And you know, hey, we're gonna get up. We're gonna walk this one mile camp or this one mile trail. Hey, this is great. Now we're gonna go back to the RV and watch a movie in the RV or watch something. You know what I mean? So you start getting that that different type well, of camper. Well, so I mean, you're saying this because this affected us. When we got there at one in the morning, yeah, and we're making some noise trying to set things up, and we're also kind of giggling, yeah. And uh, hey, you know, so I would well, neighbor next door, like, hey, it's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, apparently, was sleeping in the bushes because we never saw. He was so close. I he didn't was even very realize close. <laughs> how close he was till the next when morning. No, well, no. Oh, as soon as he said something, yeah, right. Again, he said. What did he say? He said, "Hey guys, we're you know people are trying people to sleep, are over, trying here. To sleep yeah. over here, right?" <laughs> Which is totally different than how you portrayed it and yeah. and how it was back in the right. day when from when right. I yeah the last time that Which, I was there. Which number one, it was rather inconsiderate of us because we didn't know that these people were around us. Right. Oh, for sure. But like you said, how, how would we have known that these people were actually right next to us? Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Well, but, what it to me we could have maybe been tipped off by the fact it looked like a Walmart parking lot because it did not look like any kind of camping that I've done in the it past. It was packed. Right? It was in it, but it was not just packed, but it was, we're, we're camping right next to the parking lot. I don't know if that, I, I don't know how to portray it, but it, it basically looked like you backed into a spot. There were there. It was, it was almost too narrow to open your door. Well, so last year I went to Yellowstone. Uh huh. We were in a campground in the canyon, canyon lake, whatever, canyon, whatever campground. Mm-hmm. And we were right by the street, too. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on or rather it befuddled me because it's like, dude, how many millions of acres is Yellowstone? <laughs> and you packed everyone in. Yeah. Into uh, one. On yeah. top of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Unfortunately for that one, you know, um, I had my family, you know, my wife and daughter, and we were able to see our neighbors because there was no rocks in our way or whatever. It was just trees so you could see. And they were 10 feet away. Uh-huh. So I get it. You know what I mean? But I was able to at least respect that because I saw them directly versus at Joshua Tree that night. They were on the other side of the of the boulder. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and wow, they were that close. Yeah, type thing. Which and it turned out to be wonderful people. The next morning, they came over and talked to us, and yeah, yeah, yeah they were great. But it sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I understand. You know, kind of how I painted it. Yeah, and but how I painted it is exactly how it was the last time that I was there. Yeah, no, and and you that's... know, and then previous times to that, we did day trips, so we drive around. It's like I met my wife at Joshua Tree rock climbing. You know, so. There's places I always go to, to to the campsite that we met and things that we did when we when we met there on a weekend, you know. So it has a, it has a special place to me, and I guess in my head I remembered the mecca and the 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 pinnacle of fun that it was, not thinking that even though the last time I was there there was more RVs, you know, and more 
more and more like weekend warriors, not so much the true climber or the two people that would winter in Joshua Tree and summer in, in Yosemite. You know, that's that's the reason Joshua Tree has its prominence. Well, I was fully prepared to live in your world that weekend because mm-hmm. I saw how excited you were about it, you know? Yeah. And I just went, okay, sweet. I'm along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I want to see what you experienced because, I mean, you 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 ha- you were so fond of it. And still am. Yeah, just, no. Uh, yeah. No, totally. Um, yeah. I, I can see the draw. It's, it's a totally different park. And... The campsites are always like that, but when you pulled up and you get there in the middle of the day or, you know, when it's kind of daylight, you can put your tent kind of away. You can sort of seclude it. You can sort of be in your own spot. But because we experienced something, and and I think the guy next to us explained it, because it is now pay-to-play reservation that on campsites, they will put the max three cars per campsite eight or to nine people per campsite, three to four tents. When we were there, when we were going there before, we would get three campsites and there would be two tents per camp, you know, two campsite. Mm -hmm. Now, because you have to make reservations six months in advance, they sell out. They, people, this, you know, this this, last weekend when my niece was in town, they went to Joshua Tree, uh, was the, the 15th or whatever it was. They went and we looked it up in May it's already 87 degrees where we are, so you know it's hot in Joshua Tree. That weekend, Jumbo Rocks was sold out on from Thursday night through Monday. So that's just lame, and that's always been my my issue with well, <laughs> any type of camping, mm-hmm. uh, well, the pay to play stuff because yeah. like, okay, guys, um, you know we're planning on a camping trip in August, so on February the first. You know, uh, pick up the phone, get ready to call. Yeah. And we need everybody to call. Yeah. And then if you get a reservation, let us know. And we're all. And so what happens is that you have eight people on the phone. One of you get through. Now all eight of those people and their family Mm -hmm. are going to your campsite. So that's the reason you, you experience. And I'm gesturing like a madman just to give you what's going on. Cause apparently I'm emphatic about what we're talking about <laughs> and I'm pointing at Jonathan and Vinny and they're looking at me like they're about to get hit. No, no. I, well, it, it, I have the same passion because that's why we gave up the big giant RV. I mean, we had, we were those oh, people. Oh, wait a minute. You were those people? We were, I mean, we were because <laughs> I, again, for we're, one, we're in mixed company. With a, with a, yeah, I know. Right. That's me now. I'm, the, I'm that well, guy. I don't know if you'll be back with, with a wife, a teenage daughter, and then two little ones, it was way easier to have the big trailer. Right. No, I I totally get yeah. it because I took my kids and there were times that we went and borrowed RVs. Yeah. yeah. Be- just because there was six of us going. But everywhere we went, like you said, you have to, Jonathan said, you have to you have to book way in advance because that trailer is so big, you can't just put it in a normal spot. That's why we got rid of that thing. It, it, was, it was too cumbersome to try to get it into any place we wanted to go. And you had so it was pay. a pull behind, or did you actually pull behind? Have a, okay, yeah, yeah, classy, yeah. Okay. So now with our setup, we can go off the grid. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and and your and, last couple of trips have been that way, right? That's yeah, sort that's, of how you. That's your mo now, right? That's what we've been doing for the last couple of years, and that's yeah. that's the way we like it. I mean, we'll we'll stop at the occasional campground, especially traveling. You know, like going, like we did up in Canada. We, you don't know where to go off the grid up there, so. 
you know, or at least I'm sure there are people that do, but I'm not going to be the guy to take my family in the middle of nowhere in Canada and hope that I'm not camping on somebody's land that's going to shoot me in the face <laughs> when I wake up. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's just a different feel. And that's how I kind of imagined Joshua Tree would be when you talked about it. Like, you, yeah. you know, it's dirt, it's open. We're going to be, you know, not so close to our neighbors. We'll, we'll be able to spread out a little bit. And, and truth be told, I apologize to you guys all weekend. You did. Yeah. Like, and it I'm, wasn't your fault. Yeah. Like, it's not how I remember. It's not how I, re- I know. I painted a crazy picture and that's exactly what Jonathan told him. He goes, I have no idea what we're getting into. And you use those words that you just used. I'm going to be in your world. So it's you, we do you, we do you. So, and it, it was kind of a letdown. No, no. We still had our bacon. We, we had our bacon. And we had fun though. We I mean, did have fun. We, and I almost got a ticket. <laughs> and I slowed down because of it. <laughs> I learned a phrase that weekend: cherries and berries. Cherries and berries. Yeah, that was. That was I fun. saw the cherries and berries. The Ranger uh, lit me up. Uh, he was what, like half a mile away, and he's he saw that I was going faster than thirty-five miles an hour. Yeah, well, we were doing like fifty-five, right? Probably <laughs> sixty. <laughs> Not gonna say sixty, but maybe. But closer to sixty-one. It could have been. Um, <laughs> But and that was the hard part of it too, because we were in two vehicles. Yeah. So not knowing where we, I guess that's what we should go back a little bit because that first night we were there, we found a camp spot, right? Yeah. We backed in. We set up. We had and the two cars. We woke, we woke people up. We offloaded. We yeah. did. We set everything up. We we Don't had breakfast the next morning. about the top ramen. So we it had, was. I'm sorry. It was after Baldy that we did yeah. it because yes, you had top ramen. Yeah. Because... And I remember you talking about that. Because Top Ramen saved my life. Yeah, yeah. Up at, at Baldy at 2.30 in the morning. That was, yeah. It's kind of like college. It, 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 well, or you just hiked two of the most w- brutal <laughs> three miles that you've ever yeah. hiked. And the last <laughs> mile and a half, the fog rolls in and you can't literally see the hand in front of you. And you're hiking with a headlamp that gives you tunnel vision because now everything's just a whiteout mm-hmm. and the wind's blowing and you know jonathan's looking for hope and that's from our first trip but it's still just a it's still a poignant poignant <laughs> it phrase is. it really is so we, we get to the ski hut and you know this is a really discombobulated conversation but it's all good um we get to the ski hut and we set up tent and then jonathan makes top ramen he goes you want some I'm like no nah, man i'm good never really ate top ramen uh, you know, it's not, the greatest thing i mean not, he, you, you got your wait stove. okay not not to change this, but did you just really say that you had never had top ramen before? No, never. I mean, maybe once or twice. My kids ate it. I never saw the draw. Wow. And it's like when the kids are eating it, the kids would eat it like crackers. They would like crunch on it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, eh. Mm. And then when they cook it, it just smelled like, well, fake. It smells like feet. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying I never ate it, but it's it was never like anything to me. So wow. it did, I never really did it. I will tell you at 2.30 in the morning when it's 30 degrees and you can't see and Jonathan makes a, a batch of top ramen and you're like, can I just have a little broth in the coffee cup with maybe three or four noodles? It was the greatest thing I have ever had. And now it's sort of become Epic. our Epic. our go-to thing. And that's yeah. the reason I said... When we go to Joshua Tree, you got to take the top ramen because I want top ramen broth. That's what I want. Yeah. And that's the reason we did it at, at 1.30 in the morning and woke up our neighbors. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Which, so the next morning, 
not to go backwards or forward, how whichever direction this is at this point. Yeah. We have our we have our bacon right after our top ramen, which was amazing. How much? How many pounds did you guys bring? I it was like twenty. I don't know. That was a lot of bacon. I, we I like had a it lot. Was, we finished it all. We finished no, all. We, we ate bacon. We ate. I think so we good. only ate bacon. It was so good. Only was, ate bacon. Yeah, it was. So, it's, it's Joshua Tree, and yeah. Joshua Tree in 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 like French means eat lots of bacon. It does. That's yeah. that's the I think that's the Spanish word for it. You guys brought your setup too. I was like still in like backpacking mode so okay i brought my top ramen that was all (laughs) you did top ramen but like you i don't know what you brought out of your trunk but (laughs) everything came out and you you set up a kitchen Uh uh-huh with a bathtub and (laughs) we washed dishes we made bacon we cooked eggs we showered yeah you washed yeah what the heck that was crazy yeah well well that's and you were, you know, kind of in our world. And then I didn't realize the word that he was in that world as well. I mean, I knew he, I'm pointing at Vinny as I'm looking at Jonathan, <laughs> just to give people an idea who I'm talking about. So Vinny had talked about his camping. So I, I trusted that he brought skills with him. And then I knew Jonathan and I were going to piggyback together. So we, you know, I was going to carry Jonathan because he's, you know, he has a little car camping stuff, but I said, no, me and Vinny, we got you covered. So me and Vinny talked about the food. We texted and, you know, we had the food covered and Jonathan had his top ramen and had no idea what he was in for. Like the following morning with bacon and eggs. And then yeah, mm-hmm. it was good, man. And, yeah. And then when we cooked that following night and I made broth with the chicken and yeah. they cooked. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Then yeah. Cooked really? it, but... Let's fast forward just so, to dinner. Wait, wait, wait. So we, we <laughs> got to get to how we got there. Cause <laughs> we got, we, we practically almost got arrested in my mind. Because we're poaching a site that we weren't even supposed to be at. Oh, God. So that's, that's where I go. So, so we, we set up this whole thing at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, and I put up a mountaineering five-pole tent. Exactly. You had five poles out. I don't know how many poles you had out. I, I slept <laughs> in the back of my car. But either way, I mean, we set all this stuff up. Yeah. Just to be woken up and told, hey, guess what, guys? You can't get this site because this is booked by somebody else. It will, just wasn't marked. They will be here at noon. Yep. So guess what? You Nine have... o'clock in the morning, you got to leave. Get out of here. I literally did not break down my tent. I took the poles out. Folded. I did not. I did. I left everything inside the tent. Yes. And at that point, it became a bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just stuffed it in, in the back of the FJ. Yeah. 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 yeah, he he rolled it like a burrito, and uh, it got put in there. It was sad, we we though, just had top ramen. We just had some bacon. Mm-hmm. So there was a bunch of stuff that we're having to clean and carry over and get ready. So my experience at Jumbo Rocks was actually not a good one. Well, no, 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 no. It wasn't a bad one, but my <laughs> it was a very short one. Yeah, it was it was going to bed at two thirty in the morning after setting up for an hour <laughs> after having top ramen, waking up to bacon, and people walking by my car while I'm sleeping in it. Because we were by the bathroom. Because we were right next to the bathroom, which did not smell good at all. I'm not gonna lie. No. It came into the Land Rover like I donated. nothing. I'm sure. I'm no. I know. I, I, I donated. Yeah. Which and you used the poop shovel later on too, which keeps coming back. Um, <laughs> that's the name. That's the name of my new band, by the, the way. The poop shovel. The poop shovel should be. Yeah, it should be. It should be. It should be a side podcast. <laughs> the poop shovel stories of a poop so, shovel. Um. Well, I know Jonathan wants to talk about food. Uh, so I, I, we get kicked out. We got kicked out. We, we got, got kicked, kicked out. out. We so drove we rode, for hours. 
And then the thing is, it's like, we're silly. She goes, well, there's first come, first serve at Bell Tank and White Tank or whatever. So we drove around thinking that, hey, maybe somebody will leave. And sure enough, somebody was going to leave, but somebody already waited for the site. Had we known that Jumbo Rocks was a pay-to-play, we could have got a site Thursday night at, or did we go? To, we didn't go no, there. No, no. We went everywhere We Thursday drove everywhere night. Thursday night. We did we? We went to yes. like four or five different campgrounds. Yeah. And we didn't see anything, we didn't right? We didn't see anything. So Not all a, that we could find was... The one the that one says in one night only. It said one night only, but we thought maybe we could do one night only two nights in, in a row. A, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess really doesn't make sense on our part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you don't think right. We were delirious. You but yeah, no, we drove around for two, two three hours yeah. um, that day, Yeah. right? I mean, that oh, was, once we got kicked out, once right? Once we got kicked out. Yeah, we actually retraced right. our steps and went to other the same places the same we went places, to the previous correct, night. right. Yeah, and then that directed us towards the south entrance. Yeah, which, which, and I admitted to you guys at that time. Then all the years that I've been going there, I had never been. Yeah, past White Tank Campground, which is basically the uh, Mojave. Uh, we'll, we'll call it Joshua Tree proper. Yeah, right. Then Joshua Tree National Park proper, and then once you go past that White Tank, you know. Um, it's a whole different different ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's the Colorado desert there, and it's the Mojave desert up to where we were, either that or yeah. backwards. But right. the landscape changed. No the more rocks, boulders. No more the rock rocks climbing. disappeared. Right. Everything was gone. We're mm-hmm. dropping down in altitude, and it's a thirty-five mile an hour speed area. Right. And right. we had forty miles to go. Yeah, and yeah. It, was, it was like forty miles. Yeah. The right. funnest part of that trip, though, and I can't believe we didn't do it on the night driving out there. I just, like, I abandoned you. We talked, like, nonstop on the radios, which was yeah. and, and all and part of the draw of it was I enjoyed the radio, talking on the radios, keying the mic and talking. To me, that was fun. And I don't, and I'm sorry I didn't do it on Thursday night when we were driving. It's okay. I apologize. But so talking on the radios and and he, hey, cherries and berries, and you guys almost got lit up. But we saw... The 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 jumping Choya forest, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and then we drove into the um, uh, I can't think of the word. The other forest, the uh, it's not the rainforest. Not it's not the rainforest. No, it's the, the Acatillos. There you go. We drove into the Acatillo yeah, forest. Yeah, they so, were blooming, or they, yeah, they, they were all green and fuzzy looking. So we're seeing things because of the rains and the and the grass is green and everything's blooming and it's just beautiful. And and I'm seeing parts of the park that I that we didn't go to a because there's no rock climbing mm-hmm. and not a lot of backpacking or trails and stuff down in that area. So it ended up being good for me because we were in a park that we never went to. We were going to try to stay at a campsite. We stopped at the at the uh, ranger station. He goes, "Yeah, your best luck is to go to BLM lands." Well, Johnny's eyes lit up because he loves the whole aspect of not having to pay for a campsite. Yes, sir. And that, that, that's his thing. He goes, yeah. I love BML. I love BLM. I love BLM. I was thinking he was confusing it for like maybe a BM, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. And he, he could have been. Poop shovel. A, yeah, poop shovel. <laughs> poop shovel. So um, we go to BLM land and ended up having a really nice campsite. Yeah. And it's actually the picture on our Podbean uh, website. Uh, if you look, if you look at the pictures on our Podbean um, 
website, uh, that's our that's our campsite from our weekend at Joshua Tree. So it's all now come full circle. There you go. We're using a picture of an adventure we did as our backdrop for our adventure talking podcasting. But I'm gonna let Jonathan. So and I know this has been just all discombobulated, but our, our weekend at Joshua Tree. This is sort of how it was. It was discombobulated. It just sort of it was this, yeah. It, yeah. We're we're like we're grasping at straws right. and grabbing choyas, you know, and that's not a good thing to do. So but you I don't think, want to touch those. I think it actually turned out to be a very good weekend. I look back and it, it was fun. Yeah. It know, was. I, I would do it again and, and you know, knowing now what I know, if we just wanted to go and camp and hang out, we'd go straight to a BLN land, right? Exactly. I mean, right so I've been back to Joshua Tree. <laughs> oh my gosh uh four times five times since more then? than that really yeah you've S- hiked since, it a bunch since i know that yeah yeah so, so you know certainly that was a good scouting trip for me to understand what the, what the park was about and uh you know the blm thing like that's in my back pocket like okay i know that at the very least I, there's a place for me to stay However, even, you know, if, if you just keep on going just with my little tidbits, you know, I, I, I just did some more research and figured out there's the backcountry, you know, uh, camping that we could have theoretically have done. Right. You know, um, that night, you know, the, that, that day as we were looking around um, and then been able to stay within proper, you know, Joshua Tree versus mm-hmm. going all the way south. And that's that's where you leave your car, kind of hike your in, car, right? hike in. Uh, 100 yards from the trailhead which isn't that far yeah right and then you set up the tent and you're good to go and literally now there's nobody around you (laughs) Mm -hmm. except the snakes and the jackrabbits and we could have made all the noise we ever wanted and ate all the top ramen we ever wanted that that would have been beautiful yeah and and bacon yeah and And bacon bacon. totally right you know just 100 yards okay fine you can still see your car at that point you could uh, in there ish. Well, hundred yards. I mean, that's that's a football field. I can see it them is. throw the football. <laughs> <laughs> I can see my car. I should be able to I, see you know, my look, car. Could you throw a football I, I to your car? You I can throw a football over those mountains. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Napoleon so I, you know, you again, knowing knowing that you know, uh, th- or rather, now having learned that, cool. Still, that day, we didn't know that. We're at the BLM, and now it's just too far just to go back into Joshua Tree proper for us to go rock climbing. We lost our mountain bike trails because we weren't there. <laughs> or did we? You know, I know, right? <laughs> and then, so then I had a backup plan, and there was that one trail from the Cotwood Ranger Station, and it was, again, an off-road trail, and it was going to be like 22 miles. I'm so glad we didn't do 22 miles. Oh, but one. when we were getting ready, you're like, oh, we can do it. We can do it. We can go up and come around. I'm like, Jonathan, it's 22 miles on dirt, and then it's another 10. That's like 32 miles on a mountain bike. He goes, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll be back before dark. <laughs> <laughs> we would have gotten eaten by coyotes. I thought it was going to be a day, you know? <laughs> I would still be there. Oh, my gosh. It... Our, our skeletons would be there, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. The bike frames would be there. Wow. So, I mean, I think all we ended up doing was like six miles or something, something. Yeah. yeah and it was the hardest six miles yeah it was crazy we did three miles we purposely tried to do we stopped at two stopped at two and a quarter stopped at two and a half i'm like let's at least do another half mile more and 
I think we did two point, you know, like yeah. two point nine. It's yeah. like, no, I'm done. I'm like, yeah, I'm done too. We did no, it's two point seven five. That we went from two and a half to two point seven five. It's like, nope, I'm done. We looked at the road, barely got- a road, and it's like. I'm done. Let's just go back. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get in the car, go look for booters. <laughs> <laughs> and I did run into a Choya. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot. I barely just... swiped it as we... I was pedaling. That and did. it stuck into my shoe and then it hit my toe. Yeah. So yep. thankfully the shoe took the brunt of it. Right. But you, we had a, you, it went through the shoe. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and it's funny because we're at the Choya Cactus and it says you need to watch out for these things. These things will tear ch- you up. And not only that- and I know the Choya you hit. I know it because I saw it. I was like, damn, that's awful close to the road. I hope everyone sees it. So I get up and we stop and and <laughs> Vinny catches up. He's like, well, Jonathan's right behind me. Where is he? <laughs> we and again, I had we, to stop. I, we, t- I, we carried I, I radios. Got off the, sh- the I got off. I had to take off my shoe. I'm like, okay, where's like, how deep is it, you know? And thankfully, it didn't even stick in in my toe. It was just in the shoe, but it went through. But the thing is, if you would have flicked your foot, that thing could have rolled and trout. I mean, they they're they're a crazy cactus. They follow you. Yeah, yeah. How did you did you flick it off or did you use your Leatherman? I can't remember. I don't remember. I really don't. A stick or a rock or something, because, but. So we're sitting there waiting, we're waiting, and we're waiting, and waiting, and you know, it seemed like eternity, and we finally, like, oh, duh, we have a radio. Jonathan, where are you? Jonathan? I'd be right there. I, I got hit by a Choya. We're like, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, and I knew that, I think you saw it too, because yep. we all knew exactly which one you hit. It was Three close. miles it, as I was pedaling, is the only one literally like, six inches off the like, off the road. So dumb. Yeah, it was <laughs> so right dumb. there. I know. Yeah, I could have avoided it. Well, I mean, yes and no, because it wasn't really a road. It wasn't really a bike path. <laughs> You kind of could have just ridden in anything at that point. And it not... was it was a wash, literally. Yeah, we were riding wash. up yeah. the canyon yeah. that had just been flooded out, and anything resembling a trail or four wheel drive markings was were gone. It would have been gone. fun to four wheel though. Would it? We would have jumped it. <laughs> we would. <laughs> we would have gotten stuck out there at some point. Yeah. You might not have made it to work on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you might be right on that one. <laughs> there are times where our judgment, in spite of our best intentions, take over. <laughs> we we had good intent, and I'm so glad I didn't follow you on that trip. Because my car would not have jumped and stuff the way your car did. My car would have just fallen apart and laid over and cried. Because your car, Toyota, is totally you know, strong, and you did it. Yeah, you, you did the little jump after that you do on the t- old Toyota commercials. Remember that where the person jumps? Yeah. That, I, was, that was a good trip. No, I couldn't have done that. It was Well, that trip. night was good, though. I mean, we, we, we got the we, – there was the fire pit, um, and you brought a lot, a lot of firewood, right? Where, uh, where did it get? Where did it come from? I think from? we both did. I think it we both brought me. some, right? I brought some, yeah. 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 I think everybody brought a little. So we had some good fire, and then you went to town on the chicken, mm-hmm. and you made some good food. Yeah, it was good. Had fun. I love cooking that way. The old going, I mean, if we go back even further, cooking at Joshua Tree when I was in the Marine Corps and doing our trips out there 
was one of the things that led me to wanting to be a chef. Ultimately, when I was still in the Marine Corps and was thinking about when I was retiring and what I wanted to do, like, hey, being a chef would be cool. That's what I want to do. But I was still doing the the trips at Joshua Tree. I'm like, hey, the best of both worlds. And I just started like getting into mountains. Oh, you wanted to be like an outdoor... I wanted to be a chef for a guiding company, whether it be mountain bike guiding, horseback guiding. I wanted to be an adventurer or a, a, a chef in a guiding company. That's what originally was the big draw. And it was because of taking people from work out to Joshua Tree and cooking and throwing down bacon and just, you know, like we had my Joshua Tree chicken out there and then took the broth and we made rice and mashed potatoes with that. Mm -hmm. So that type of stuff led me, that's what started my career to wanting to be a chef. So as I was climbing and doing all these things in my last couple of years in the Marine Corps, I went to chef school and got got a degree in culinary arts with the full intention of, hey, I'm going to work for a guiding company. But then when you get out and you realize you're, you've got kids in high school and, you know, a wife and now you're buying a house and you're like, don't know that cooking on a river is really going <laughs> to pay the bills. <laughs> so your, your, your avenue changes and then I became, you know, a chef, chef, not necessarily on a guiding company, but it was the cooking at Joshua Tree that originally... Uh, lit the spark that became the flame that drove me to kitchens. And again, full circle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, I, at least I remember it didn't drive you to alcoholism because you barely helped me with the... Uh, with the fireball? The fireball whiskey Well, speaking there. of fireball, <laughs> so there's something in the morning called, what, cowboy coffee? That, that campfire coffee? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember having some of that and then getting in my car to drive and then reaching oh. down for my cup. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to get myself in trouble with this conversation, but... Okay, first off, uh, sunshine in a cup? The coffee that we had on our backpacking so, trips. So there's this this instant coffee mix that you know has creamer in it. And it's like Vietnamese or uh -huh. Cambodian or yes. something. I stole it from my mom's house. Uh-huh. And ultimately it's it's ready made. You just yes. pull, add water. And you know, it's not Folgers and then you add creamer. It, yes. It's and fireball. Made. <laughs> and, then, and then I the fireball just happened to pop out of the coolers in that morning. With bacon. With because I thought that I was going to have all day at my campsite. Right. <laughs> right. And and, th and then we're in a car. <laughs> and I reach down to get my coffee and realize I smell like I'm in a bar. And, and this was this was even even after cherries and berries showed up. This was right before cherries and berries no, showed this, up. That could have been could have contributed to the cherries and berries. It might have. I don't know. But I, no, I, I, I immediately... We, I, we I, wouldn't be that in your response. No, I think, no. I, I think that's when I... Didn't I ask the question of the, the whole... Uh, what is it? The, the Irish... Irish... Irish coffee. Irish yes. coffee, right? Yes. Which Irish coffee means that it just has liquor in it. It has a little whiskey in it. Yeah. A little whiskey in it. Yeah. So that's when I decided to try out the sunshine, fireball sunshine in, in a cup with, with fireball with whiskey. fireball whiskey. which by the way is not good with salted caramel uh, uh creamer 
Yeah, so that's what you had. We had just yeah. regular coffee. So our coffee ended up being like cinnamon flavored coffee. Yeah, was mine awesome. was yours was like salted caramel. Salted caramel. Which I with... think the the creamer actually curdled at that point <laughs> and tried to run away from whatever oh, was poured was on good. it. That was good though. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, it was. You know? It was but amazing. Jeff, but you mean I don't? You, you, for whatever reason, you weren't drinking that night. Mm. I don't. I'm not the drinker, but yet I drank like three quarters of the bottle. Of the whiskey. Well, you mean the the night at the BLM? Yeah, that's because I had to I had to get in my car and come to work the next morning. Yeah, he I had, had to, to go to work the next. I day. had to leave at like four thirty in the morning. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and it's you know, however, that being said, it was only seventy mile an hour winds the next day anyway. Totally. So I left right before that happened. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of dumb. That was yeah. fun. I did I mean, hit it on the freeway. All in all, our our experience at Joshua Tree. Brought the three of us, I think, a little closer together, totally. and we're, we're no, it's true, we're, right? We're we got totally to adventure buddies better. now. I mean, well, yeah. first off, I mean, again, you know, Vinny was the newcomer, so it was kind of like, okay, you know, let's. We already enjoyed your company at work, maybe. Yeah, a little. Um, and You're then, forced with me there, you know. And then you invited yourself, so we had to say yes. Holy. Uh, and yeah, it worked. So I mean, it wasn't disruptive. We enjoyed. Got to you know see our, our our funny quirks you know mm-hmm. outside of work i mean yeah. that's that's really the fun part yeah it's yeah. totally cool i think that's you know it all goes back to conversations in the past you know just doing things with friends yeah is is you know yeah, I, I guess it's a what's a heineken commercial make I, this weekend kind of special or something it, i don't know just doing things with friends and i know jonathan's a loner but i know that every time him and i have done a trip or an adventure or something we've had fun and we've We've talked for hours, like mm-hmm. sitting on a log, just overlooking the Los Angeles Valley, and just talk about stuff. You know? Holding it's hands. It's really funny anymore. How that's like, not even important. You know, we just talk. Yeah. You know, you got no cell phone. Because I don't talk a lot anymore. Like, it, well, the fact that I'm even doing podcasts. I was about to say you're you're doing a podcast that revolves yeah. around talking. So, but no, I mean, even at work, like, well, heck, every morning you're like, "Good morning, Jonathan. How are you?" And I'm like, "Eh, eh." Yeah, that's, that's right? what you get. It's just too much energy just to talk. Yeah. Yeah. So like really, do like are we really gonna go through the motions? I always like, think it's because you hate me. <laughs> well, you know. Part of it. Yeah. It's it's a little piece. Yeah. But and then we learned piece. you're selfish and we learned <laughs> maybe a little lazy now. I don't know. You don't want to <laughs> talk. He is talk. too lazy to say that's hello. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. <laughs> you know the the best the best line I heard um, in you know my wife's uh, grandpa he said this and says you know oh you know good morning you know it's like what's so good about this morning <laughs> and I love it yeah <laughs> I love it so I'm I'm you know so my, one of my friends called me I'm gonna grow up to be uh, old curmudgeon <laughs> yeah yeah right? he's gonna be the guy yelling at kids on his grass and yeah. it's not yeah. even his grass yeah. Get off my lawn. But it's going to be fun. <laughs> Get if, off their if lawn. I could, if I could pull off a log cabin in the forest and just like live by myself. No, I understand. Of course, my wife could visit me from time to time. Yeah. But yeah. live by myself, it'd be awesome because uh-huh. I don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you'd rather talk to somebody next week because, you know, got an, got another show to we do. We got another show to do. Yeah. Um, Five. Episode five. Yeah. Cinco. This is four. Yeah, Cuatro. Don't, yeah. That's, we're good. that's Cinco. Yeah. We're, we're good. That's, that's Spanish. <laughs> Again. Uh, um, so about to wrap this one up. Good good conversation, guys. Thank you. I really 
forget about some of the things we did that weekend at Joshua Tree. But, uh, you know, I know I hyped it up to be more than probably what it was. But at the same time, it was something completely different. Now it's our own thing. Yeah. No, I, I again, it, it wasn't what you blew it up to be as far as the park itself yeah. because of the situation, obviously. But memories wise, yeah. it, it's it's awesome. It's it's, it's I, in the, it's in the book. Yeah, it's in the book. Well, well, Vince, I I thank you for making the trek up up to this part of the woods for two weeks in a row. I enjoyed your futon, and uh, I appreciate it. Uh, we we'll have to invite you back. I know that there's other people that that, that want to join us. Get in line, man. There's a list. I got first. I got. I would, look at this. I, <laughs> it's like I won the lotto. It's like I really do feel lotto. lucky. Yeah. So, um. Gentlemen, thank you. Shoutouts. Oh, uh. Hey, Timmy. Timmy, another shout Cancer out. Cancer sucks. Yep. Cancer sucks. That's yep. that's the shout out of, of the whole time. So always and foremost in our thoughts, cancer does suck. Love you, um, Tim. Yep. Not going to do uh, takeaways this week. Um, we'll pick it up next week. Um, you know, if, if it's just Jonathan and I, we'll see what's going on. Uh, I can't give you a preview of, of, of next week. Our first four shows were, were kind of planned, and um, they seem to be going well. So now our post-production meeting will get the next five shows in order, and we'll see where we go from there. Although I'll have to say, somebody's going to go hunting soon. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's coming up. And we promised <laughs> you from episode one, uh, Jonathan's continuing hunting saga. So more on that to follow. But uh, as always, gays uh, and gals, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys, for uh, being here this week. And uh, thank you again for having me. Yeah, and, I had fun. Uh, Even though you invited yourself, I did totally yeah, again. It's becoming a pattern. I think that's my <laughs> takeaway. He's the self-inviter. Um, as always, guys, thank you for joining us. See you next week, and have a good weekend. <laughs>